Hello, car fans. How you doing out there? This is the Super Tech from KSHP Las Vegas. Talk to you about everything to do with cars, from buying them, to selling them, to getting them fixed, to make them last, to making sure that you got the fastest car on the street. How about that, huh? How about that? The reality of getting your car fixed by somebody that really knows what they're doing. Now, there's something to think about. Right now, do you know of maybe, let's say just two people you know that you could actually take your car to, that you really trust they know what they're doing? That is a problem that everybody's having right now. Most of the shops out there are extremely busy, but they are very short of people. So they're using what they have. And you know that ends up costing you in the pocket because they're making diagnostics based on lack of experience. What are they supposed to do? Most of the shops out there are so overloaded with work, they would die to take anybody on just as a body. But the experienced technician is far and few between right now. Far and few between. This is something I've been experiencing myself for the last couple months, and I've noticed it getting worse and worse and worse. Um, when I go into a repair shop to uh, see about putting them on my show, I do a little bit of a test that I, I handle with them and myself, and I've yet to find someone that can actually pass the test, the test that I would let them work on my car. I'm definitely not going to recommend them to your car if they can't, if I don't trust them on mine. This should never be this way. This should never have gotten this way. This is something that uh, I guess with the, the changing of times, and the, the thing we went through with the COVID has changed our whole way of thinking out there and everybody's responsibility. Um, the the uh, caring for people that uh, are important to you seems to be disappearing out there, and I think it needs to be rebuilt again. I really do. So this is what the show is about. It's about making sure that you get the proper care when you get your car worked on, when you're buying a car, newer used, whatever it may be. There's a, a kind of a procedure you should follow, and if you stick with it, it usually works out true in the end. You may have to make a few stops to get it to be handled properly, but in the end, it's worth it. It's worth the time. Um, we're not here to make AutoZone and O'Reilly's and Napa Auto Parts very rich. That's not what I'm here for. And I'm sure if you think about it during the COVID time, those stores grew like a son of a gun. There was a new O'Reilly's, new Napa, new AutoZone popping up everywhere. Um, every, part, every parts place you can imagine. Look what happened to Pet Boys. Turned into an aftermarket parts house. Um, so you can see what everybody's getting... They're getting rich based on people doing the work on the car at home and taking guesses in shops. Um, that's got to stop. The days of an auto repair man or woman, whatever it may be, is disappearing because cars can be repaired. They don't have to be an auto replace person. You can repair a car. That's how it used to be done. That's how things I did for years and years and years. Rather than replace things, we repaired things. It wasn't so easy just to replace things because at that time, um, it was very expensive to do it, and people didn't have that kind of money. So you learned as a mechanic how to repair something before you just threw it in the trash and called and got another one. But now it's become very easy to do that. Just put it in the trash. And uh, it costs you money, and it's making money for the, the parts houses. And meanwhile, you can look around, and the repair shops are disappearing. They don't have the money to pay anybody because all their money is going on their parts bill every week. So it's just a kind of a big circle of lack of logic, okay? Um, that's kind of one of the things that, that I wanted to talk about today a bit is how do you make up your mind who you're going to get to repair your car, okay? How do you get an idea of who's going to repair your car? If you've got any questions, call us here. Area code 702-221-7283. Again, it's area code 702-221-7283, and we'll do our very best to try and answer your question to make getting that car of yours repaired as inexpensively as possible and getting it done right the first time. The two things go together. Okay, the two things go together: getting it repaired inexpensively and getting it done right. Those are the two things you're going to be working on. Anybody can get the car repaired, 
Anybody can get the car, take it, anybody can pay all kinds of money. But that's not why you're listening to my show. That's not why I do the show. I've been a mechanic for many, many, many years. I drove NASCAR for many years. I know all about what it takes to be honest to people. And there's very few people that are honest out there. There weren't very many then. There's not very many now. I dealt with a lot of times I had my own shop to myself because I did not like the work that my technicians were doing. And uh, it was just that simple. I'd better off doing it alone. So that's why I started the show last year was for that particular reason. Um, so pay attention to things that I say and use them with logic you can in them and have them work for you when you go into a repair shop. Now, one of the things that I always tell somebody starting out in a fighting repair shop, they all look alike. No matter which one you go to, this they all look alike. Most of them now have a girl at the counter, so you're lucky if you get to speak to a manager or a service manager anymore. Usually speaking to the host at the counter that smiles, and she's real nice, and she's ready to write you up, and she'll give it to the service manager, and when they find out what's wrong with the car, they'll give you back. The problem with that is that you've had no interaction with the person working on your car, the person that's going to be handing direct to your car. She's taking what your words are, putting them down on a piece of paper. Now, those words got to be transferred to somebody else's computer. Now they get changed in the language that's read on the computer. Now they get transferred from his language to the technician's language. So you got three sections of transfer of language of what's wrong with your car before the guy even gets to work on the car. So when you pick up the car, the car's usually not fixed most of the time. It's very calm, very rare for the car to actually be done properly when you pick it up. Um, there's usually something they just didn't understand or they didn't know or you didn't, they say you didn't tell them. But because it's went through so many different people, the transferring of the the problem that you have in the car, by the time the person works on it, it's not really his fault. He picks what was put into his computer or what he was told by the service advisor who didn't speak to you, okay? So it's very important when you go into a shop nowadays, you speak with the service advisor, talk to him, and if possible, ask if you can speak with the technician that's going to be working on your car because you really want him to know exactly what's wrong in the car. The service advisor is not going to work on it, so he has to take what you say and tell it to the technician. If the service advisor says, no, we won't allow you to talk to the mechanic, my recommendation is to leave. If you can't explain to the person what's, what's going to work on your car, what's wrong with the car, what are, what, what are you going to do? You're just going to take a chance on hoping to get it right with your money? You know that's happening. You know that when you go pick up the car, if it's not right, who do you complain to? The girl at the desk? The service advisor? You're not going to get a chance to complain to the mechanic because you're not allowed to talk to him, right? So it's very important you talk to the technician when you take your car and explain to him what your car is doing, when you feel it, what you feel, so that when he's able to diagnose your car and find out what's wrong with it, he's going to use those as guidelines for his diagnostic. That way he'll find out what's wrong with your car based on what you say you're feeling with the car. You may have things wrong with your car that you don't know about. We all do. Well, when you get to a certain age, you know, in your body, you got certain things wrong with your body, you're not aware if you go see Mr. Doctor. Um, but that's not why you went to see him. You went to see him because you were coughing real bad, not because you had a sore back. Okay? Now, the coughing, the sore back could have came from the coughing. That could have caused the sore back. But you didn't go to see him for that. Now he gets that cured because he got rid of the coughing. Now your back is feeling good, okay? But you spoke with the doctor. Doctors will not walk in the room and say, well, I read what was wrong with you, and I'm going to go ahead and fix it. They always speak to you first. You speak to the doctor. So if you can speak to a doctor, don't you think you got the right to speak to a mechanic? I do. Especially when it costs so much money to fix a car nowadays. I think you have every right to speak to a mechanic. If they won't let you talk to them, or if the mechanics don't speak English, or they don't understand, or they don't have one there for the time he's at lunch, then you take your car and you leave because it's not important to them. And you take it to a place where it is important. It's hard out there now to find a shop that you can go to that, that you're going to feel connected to, but that's what you have to do. When you go into a shop, if you don't feel that 
it's not a matter of the place being a uh, clean place, but it's a place where they treat you respect when you walk in there, whether you're walking in with a $20 oil change or, or a $5,000 motor. Your level of respect should be about the same the way they should treat you is the same. And they should listen to everything you have to say about your car. Their job in a repair shop is not to take orders. Their job is to service your vehicle. Servicing your vehicle means to make sure that it runs as good as it's supposed to as often of the time as it can. Okay? Um, there's no magic man out there, but that's their job. It's to, while they're servicing your car, which is what the word means, is to see if there's anything else that's in need of service. Not of repair, just of service. If it was in need of repair, you would know it. You would feel it. You would have a positive, exact memory of something going wrong because you're in need of that repair. But if you need something service, that means you're trying to fix something so it won't go bad in the future because it needs to be maintained. Okay, it's like cooking your plate, cooking your, your steak on a, on a pan, and you just got done cooking a chicken in it. And before that, you cooked hamburger in it. You're going to change the flavor. You're going to make it different. You want it to still be able to be perfect for a steak. So it needs to be serviced. It needs to be cleaned. That's what the service is. Clean so that it operates properly on what was put into it. That goes on with your car. Okay? So it's very important that they do the complete job of service. That uh, quickie oil change thing in and out, watch you guys do it. Some shops out there are doing that because they want to develop you as a customer which is not a bad idea. It depends on how they treat you or do they ignore you because you only went in and spent $10 on oil change or $20. Do they ignore you or do they treat you like you're spending $1,000? They If you, they treat you like you're spending $1,000, you found a good place to get just car service because you know that they will pay attention to you. And your value is not made based on how much of a bill you have. Your value is based on the fact that you are their customer. And that is more important right now than anything else. Okay? So have a little... Uh, Patience when you go in, because some of these guys are not as trained as possible. But if you can find the person at the deal, at the repair shop or dealership that can talk to you in the way that you understand it, so it makes sense to you, so that whatever he tells you is wrong with the car makes sense to you with what you told him the car is acting towards you. The two got to be put together. If you're a cook and he's a mechanic, and he tells you that you can't do something that way, you know when you're a cook, you do this, you do that, it's a problem. You understand that. Well, the same thing can be related to a car. If you do this and do that, you're going to get the same basic analysis at the end where it wouldn't make any sense. It doesn't make sense to do. The two can connect together, and you'll understand the logic of it. Nobody is more prepared to be a salesperson than a promoter than the person that's getting the car fixed. If you can't go out and brag about your car being fixed and done properly, the whole experience of going to a mechanic is destroyed. Getting your car fixed by a good technician is a good feeling. You feel safe. You feel taken care of. You feel you, you're your arms stretch out. You can go anywhere. You can do anything because the guy really fixed your car. And you trust him because you know he cares about your car. That is a very, very, very valuable commodity. It's something we all want to feel when we go see a mechanic. Unfortunately, it seems to be disappearing with the lack of mechanics out there. So we're going to cut away for a quick break. Again, this show is brought to you from Sun Buggies. They are a wonderful, wonderful company. And we'll get on to the commercial here in just a minute. And uh, thank you very much, Jackie, for helping us move along here in a wonderful, wonderful show. Be right back. Welcome to the Nellis Dunes. I'm Malibu, and this is Sunbuggy Fun Runner. 15,000 acres for you, the family, or friends to play on. For a half hour, an hour, an hour and a half, we've got two seaters, four seaters, six seaters, nine seaters, ATVs, whatever you need, we have it. Hey guys, welcome to the desert. We are the premier off-road adventure tour company. 
anywhere in the world. We have over 150 seats available, so we can cater to couples, bachelor parties, all the way up to corporate events with uh, up to a thousand people. And we offer tours to anywhere from mild uh, and scenic to wild and crazy. Our vehicles are built right here at our Vegas facility with certified U.S. steel, and their primary purpose is for you to have fun. Open 365 days a year, we run our Vegas Mini Baja Chase seven times a day, an all-inclusive experience including your hotel shuttle and uh, the reservation lines 24 hours a day. If you'd like more details, go to sunbuggy.com or just pick up the phone and give us a ring. This right here, this is the dirtiest thing you can do in Vegas without getting in trouble when you go home. Buckle up, get ready. Here from KSHP 1400 AM radio, it's Ron Katz, also known as the Supertech. To help you understand the automotive world in today's terms, every week will be a new topic. 40 years experience in automotive repair and stock car racing. Call-ins are welcome here in Las Vegas, 702-221-7283. 6 p.m. Monday nights after the Shopping Channel. Adventure awaits you at Sun Buggy today. Located directly across from Las Vegas Motor Speedway with 15,000 acres of fun from door to door. Drivers must be 18 years of age or older and have a valid driver's license. For reservations, call 866-728-4443 today. Open daily from 6 a.m. to midnight. Sun Buggy appreciates you. Have an unforgettable experience with us today. Welcome back, everybody. Again, this is Ron Super Tech here in Las Vegas. I want to thank Jackie again, the Sun Buggies. Their address there is right, basically, if you know where the Las Vegas Speedway is, they're right across from there. Can't miss them. Impossible. You'll see all the buggies everywhere. It's fantastic. Their phone number, again, 866-728-4443. Okay? 866-728-4443. If you want to send them a text, go or look at their their, um, um App and see what it's all about, www.sunbuggy.net, and you'll get their app and explain everything to you. Now, let them know that you heard from the Supertech, and if you check with our other shows that play here during the day, we have the shopping channel, you might be able to even get a deal on one of the certificates. If you check in real close, you might be able to get a great deal. And get out there at a less expensive price and enjoy the heck out of yourself. It's crazy, okay? We'll be back later on with them because they will be around for a long time. Okay, next thing I want to get into right now would be basically your car that you have already, okay? Everybody's got a, everybody's got a used car. I mean, you drive it for 500 miles, you got a used car already. But how do you keep this car running at a time when it's expensive to get repaired, when you have to take your car in now, and it's going to be three or four days before they even get to your car, so you're going to be stuck without a car for three or four days, and who can deal with that? That's a real problem, especially when you got rental cars now that are 45% more a day than they ever were. So you're not going to buy a rental car. That's even crazy. So... Number one, you got to probably got to keep your car on the road. Okay, that's going to be really, really right now at this point with the lack of technicians out there, the lack of shops that are open to actually do the work to get it done quickly. The days of getting the car in the morning and getting it back that night are pretty much gone. You're lucky if they can find a place on the parking lot to park your car, let alone get it fixed for the day. So you need to do things now that's going to maybe make your car extend its life a little bit more, push it a little bit harder, push it a little longer. If you take care of it, you can get those extra miles out of it. I wouldn't ignore it. I would actually pay attention to it because if you look to buying a new car now, your average new car is anywhere between forty to $60,000, which is not cheap. 
That's going to be a good size payment. It might close to $1,000 a month if you buy one with your insurance and everything else. If that's something you can afford, I got a new car you can buy for me. You know, I could use a new one. I'm fortunate I'm not at that point yet. Um, but you can take your used car and you can get a lot of miles of them. Your average used car now, in reality, will do close to 200,000 miles without any major repairs. And that's all going to be based on how you care for the car. Certain things I try to explain to people all the time. Um, the old days, we used to change people's coolant because the system got rusty. You change your radiator, because it's all rusty in there. Anybody can tell. You change your oil when it got dirty. You had a certain amount of miles you put on the car, say for 3,000 or 2,500 or, or 4,000, and then went to 7,500 on synthetic oil. They did away with that real quickly because that didn't work. Um, and you tried all these things to extend the life of your car. Well, the extended life meant the chemical wasn't going bad, but it meant that the damage being done to the engine was still happening. The chemical doesn't have to go bad to damage the engine. The engine needs to be kept on a clean basis all the time so that there's nothing in there to damage the motor. Putting a chemical in there, changing a chemical every now, every, you know, to the full extent, will give you new chemical, but it's only for that amount of time. And if everyone notices, you look on a bottle of oil, it says detergent. Now, if you put detergent in your washing machine with your clothes, would you put them in the dryer without rinsing them out? Well, that's kind of what you're doing when you're putting an oil in your engine. You're putting a cleaner in there to clean the, the veins out, so to speak. Clean out the little holes and the lines and the, the places with all the travel. Clean out the rings. But it's only a cleaner to a point. It's a maintenance type cleaner. It's not a real actual type of cleaner that you'd want to really leave, I guess, in the oil. As you would not. Certain cleaners you can spray on your clothes and make them smell nice and be nice all the time. But then there's a different cleaner you pour into the clothes to really wash them down deep. Now, on most cars, oil is a detergent. I don't think they make it anymore. It's not a detergent. You put it in, it starts cleaning. It cleans all the leftover crud that come, didn't come out when they drained the oil. Now, if most people look when they change the oil, if you want to, go up there and take a look at how much you're changing. Now, your car's going to hold five to seven quarts on the average. Look in that bucket when they drain it. Tell them you want to see. Take a look at how much oil really came out of your car. Maybe, if you're lucky, maybe three and a half to four quarts. Okay, so where's that other two quarts of oil that should be coming out of the car? Well, it's all cluttered inside in the pan, in the valve covers, in the block. It's all it's all in there, and you can't suck it out. So it's, there's still another quarter to inside the motor that you can't get out. That's the reason for the detergent motor oil. You put that in there, that cleans out that old oil, but it mixes it in with the new oil you just put in, and it puts it in the filter that's brand new that now has got dirt in it from the last time there was oil in it. Less than there's oil in the motor. It gets that washed right into it. So now you're driving all those miles with a dirty oil filter and dirty oil from the very beginning because the oil was dirty when you put the, the engine was dirty when you put the new oil in it. It's a detergent. So you just created a situation. This is my recommendation. This would only be logical. About every 20,000 miles, there are cleaners that you can use out there to flush out your motor, the oil to clean it. My recommendation is to do that. Oh, go to maybe like your parts house and get it. So it comes in a bottle, but eight or nine dollars for an oil cleaner. Run it for about 20 minutes in your engine, right before you get the oil changed, so it's somewhere closer to you, and then drive in and have your oil changed at that point. But when they drain the oil at that point, they will drain out all the old sludge and all the oil. It'll come out then, and there'll be nothing going in your engine that's going to cause any dirt to come loose, and you won't be running dirty oil when you drive out of the shop. It's really that simple. And that way you're going to get many more miles out of your car. Now, this may surprise you, but your number one engine cooling factor is your oil because oil is what reduces friction. Friction creates temperature. The temperature creates heat. Outside the cylinder walls, there's water. 
as free water goes outside the cylinders to cool the cylinder down after it has the explosion of firing that cylinder, which is literally an explosion. It doesn't catch on fire, it explodes. So the outside of that cylinder, it's really hot. And that's where the coolant goes in and cleans that all out and cools it down, okay? Now the oil that's in the cylinder, around the rings going up and down, it's lubricating the cylinder so the cylinders don't crystallize and turn blue. Well, if that oil is not inside those rings and it's too much crud in there, not allowing it in there, you got oil oil rubbing up and down in that cylinder so the cylinder gets hotter, creates more friction, up goes the temperature of the car, the car will overheat on you. And everybody's blaming all the radiators no good. This needs to be done, that needs to be done. All that really needs to be done to begin with was to get the oil cleaned out so that you didn't cut, create as much friction in the cylinders as was created prior to having your oil changed. Okay, that's the biggest teardown on the motor that most people don't realize is that if you can lower the friction, you lower the temperature. Lowering the temperature makes the car last longer. Increase the friction in your motor, you'll increase temperature. There's nothing magic that can cure that. There is stuff that can hold your water so it won't boil at a certain rate. But do you really want your engine running that hot past the boiling point? That's where engines break down. That's how you're going to come apart. And it didn't cost you but an extra $10 to cure that problem before it even began. Something I do about every 20000 if you really want the car to last. This way you'll always have a clean oil in it. Okay? And all the chemicals, we'll go over something. We're going to go over your coolant. We're going to go over your brake fluid. We'll go over the gasoline, all those type of things. And all those play a factor in your car lasting a long time. But it's very important that, like I said, where you take your car to, and they're going to agree with your logic on this and understand it, and it'll make sense to them. I have spoken to quite a few technicians out there, and they look at different worlds when I try to explain to them what something does and why it does it, because they were never taught that. So they developed the belief that it doesn't do that. I don't know where they got their belief from, but it's just, I guess when you have lack of knowledge, the belief just kind of builds itself. And that's what it seems to have done a lot in the automotive world. It's so easy to go buy a new car. Anybody will finance you. Don't need no money down. Make your payments on Pay your insurance. You know, pay a payment every month. You got, what, $1,000, $1,200 a month going out just to have a car to drive around? That makes sense? I don't know. Maybe I guess we got that much money to blow. It might make sense. But to most of us out there, we don't have that much money expendable by the month. We can keep our car that we're used to, that we like. We can keep it running a long time. Be preventative on things. Look at things like your fan belts. Change them every two years. Don't wait for one to break, because they will. Just do it as a matter of thing. You've had the car for two years. You put an extra 25,000 miles on it, imagine, in that time. Change the fan belt or fan belts. Some have one belt, some have two. But do change them. They're not that difficult. They need to be done. Every three years, change your radiator hoses. <clears throat> they do not go bad from the outside. You're never going to see a radiator hose that's got a bad crack on the outside anymore. It doesn't happen. Now they go bad because of the neoprene. Now they go bad internally, which you don't see. And once the radiator blows, your car will instantly overheat. And when a car instantly overheats, and most of them being aluminum, it loses its shape. And that's how they blow head gaskets so they blow the engines apart because it doesn't have the time to to, to survive on that temperature as a cast iron engine did in the old days. The new aluminum ones, once they heat up, that's it. They're pretty much gone. You know how aluminum works. So you got to be more careful of that kind of stuff. A lot of these things are things that, that uh, I hope you figure out and you know. Because a lot of technicians aren't aware of these things. And a lot of them you go in to talk to, they won't really understand what you're explaining to them. But don't worry about explaining to them. Just have them do it. Because that's their job anyway. Their job is to do what you request. Their job is to service your vehicle. You know better about your vehicle than any mechanic out there. 
You know what problems you're having. You know what it's doing. You can feel You can see the gauge changing. You can feel the gas mileage not once was. You can see that there's something just kind of getting a little bit different on your car than what it was 20,000 miles ago. Now, if you go in there and just tell the mechanic, well, see what it might be. It could be anything. That leaves you open for a dangerous, dangerous ticket, repair ticket. Because you've told the mechanic, whatever you find, fix everything. Well, I could go up to a brand new car right now, brand new, and I could make you out a list of 20 things I could find wrong with that brand new car. But you don't want to see that, do you? No, you wouldn't want to see that. Only on your used car, you'd expect that. Well, there's things wrong with every car produced, brand new or old. They have situations that can be improved. Okay? So it's very important you kind of pay attention to what you're doing. It's very important that you know that, that uh, your requests are followed. If you go in and you talk to a mechanic and you say, okay, I'm, I'm not getting the gas mileage I was getting before. It doesn't even have the power. Most time, your car runs great. It's got, say, 60,000 miles on it. Your car runs fantastic, but it just doesn't have the snap and the power that it had when it was new. And don't get the gas mileage. Well, everybody blames it on the gasoline. That's the problem. It's not as good as it once was. That's a lie. It's actually better than it ever has been. They blame it on you're driving faster now or this or that. You're used to it. No, that's not true. Because if that car could run like brand new, like the day you bought it, would you not love that car again? Would that car not feel like a new car to you? That's what you want. And having the fuel system work properly... Not worrying about the cooling system, air conditioning working properly, the correct smells in your car, the correct feel of your car, the way it handles, the way it drives, have that all back, you wouldn't want any any, use, any new car. You'd be happy. And that's what you want to achieve, and that can be achieved with your car. Little things, air pressure has to do with that. Wheel alignment, which can't be done much anymore, but a wheel alignment's off. Usually you got something tweaked in the, in the, the chassis or the frame. Usually that's it because most cars don't fall out of alignment like they used to in the old days. It's a different situation. Getting your tires rotated every three to 5,000 miles, very, very important. Because nowadays the cars are so light, they track on the tire itself. The tire gets basically flexes on the ground where your car doesn't really move very much. It doesn't have the weight anymore. So your car will follow the tracking of the tire more than anything else. So by rotating your tire, you will actually set that tracking back to what is supposed to be normal so it can develop the pattern again. It's like putting on a pair of tennis shoes that are brand new. They're, they're great. But you put a pair of those shoes on when they're two years old, yeah, they're uncomfortable. But, you know, you're kind of leaning a little bit left, a little bit right. They're just not right. But they still fit. But they're not really like they were when they're brand new. So stick around. We'll be right back. And uh, be careful. Buckle up. Get ready. Here from KSHP 1400 AM radio, it's Ron Katz, also known as the Supertech. To help you understand the automotive world in today's terms, every week will be a new topic. 40 years experience in automotive repair and stock car racing. Call-ins are welcome here in Las Vegas, 702-221-7283. 6 p.m. Monday nights after the Shopping Channel. Welcome to the Nellis Dunes. I'm Malibu, and this is Sunbuggy Fun Runner. 15,000 acres for you, the family, or friends to play on. For a half hour, an hour, an hour and a half, we've got two-seaters, four-seaters, six-seaters, nine-seaters, ATVs, whatever you need, we have it. Hey guys, welcome to the desert. We are the premier off-road adventure tour company anywhere in the world. We have over 150 seats available, so we can cater to couples, bachelor parties, all the way up to corporate events with uh, up to 1,000 people. And we offer tours to anywhere from mild 
uh, and scenic to wild and crazy. Our vehicles are built right here at our Vegas facility with certified U.S. steel, and their primary purpose is for you to have fun. Open 365 days a year, we run our Vegas Mini Baja Chase seven times a day, an all-inclusive experience, including your hotel shuttle, and uh, the reservation line is 24 hours a day. If you'd like more details, go to sunbuggy.com or just pick up the phone and give us a ring. This right here, this is the dirtiest thing you can do in Vegas without getting in trouble when you go home. Adventure awaits you at Sun Buggy today, located directly across from Las Vegas Motor Speedway, with 15,000 acres of fun from door to door. Drivers must be 18 years of age or older and have a valid driver's license. For reservations, call 866-728-4443 today. Open daily from 6 a.m. to midnight. Sun Buggy appreciates you. Have an unforgettable experience with us today. Buckle up, get ready. Here from KSHP 1400 AM radio, it's Ron Katz, also known as the Supertech. To help you understand the automotive world in today's terms, every week will be a new topic. 40 years experience in automotive repair and stock car racing. Call-ins are welcome here in Las Vegas, 702-221-7283. 6 p.m. Monday nights after the Shopping Channel. Everybody, how you doing out there? I want to go over one thing that was just mentioned there. Anybody wants to be on the show in the automotive business, and if you have a repair shop, if you have a body shop, you have a car lot, you have a, uh, anything to do with automotive, window tinting, whatever, you want to be on the show, be more than happy to see if we can work it out, get you on the show live here once a month, actually talk live with the Super Tech, and get your message out there to let people know that you do exist. You're welcome to give us a call here and leave a message, or call or leave a message either way at uh, the studio itself. 702-221-1200. 221-1200. You can reach live someone during the day and tell them you want to speak to the Super Tech Man. Or you can send a message to KQNANZA at iCloud.com. That's, again, KQNANZA at iCloud.com. That'll get you a message direct to uh, the Super Tech. And leave a message there, and we'll see about getting you signed up on the show and get your commercials done for you very professionally and very intelligently. Okay? Uh, again, thank you for uh, uh, being part of the show, and we're going to continue on now with the next little thing. I want to go over at this point would be getting the proper brake pads on your car, okay? I'm sure you've gone out there and you had brake jobs on your car a thousand times, and everybody does different brake pads. If you look at the boxes, they're all different makes and manufacturers. So what are the proper brake pads for your car? Okay. My recommendation would be get the top of the line. Not the ones that are just minimal. Get the top of the line. The ones that give you great stopping. They're good for about 60,000 miles. The reason for that is because things in your, your master cylinder, um, booster, those kind of things, being they're electronic now, they're not as strong as they once were. So the better friction you can get with your brake pad against your rotor, the easier it will be for you to stop the car. Um, most of the times you don't need rotors if they're not cut up or scratched or warped. And your brake, When you hit the brake and the pedal doesn't vibrate, and your, your pads and your, your rotors are not scratched, you do not need brake rotors, okay? I'll tell you that right now. They're going to try and sell them to you because they try to make money. Well, your brakes, when you hit the brakes, they don't vibrate, and they don't squeal, and you're not seeing scratches and marks all over the rotors when you look at them. Do not get rotors. Just get brake pads. The day of resurfacing is gone. 
Nobody resurfaces rotors anymore. Remember those old days? Those are gone. Now you just replace them. As I was saying at the beginning of the show, people have gone away from servicing cars to just replacing things. Those are things we used to resurface. Nobody, let alone has equipment, would even know how to do that anymore. So you don't need rotors. Don't let them talk you into it. You want good brake pads, the best quality. And ask them which ones they got. Ask them what the different quality is. And they'll tell you which ones will stop the best. It has the best friction contact. And those would be the ones you want. Also, on a brake job, tell them you definitely want your brake fluid flushed out. Okay? You want your brakes bled and you want it flushed out. Brake fluid develops a water moisture inside of it. The water and moisture will not compress. That part that won't compress is the part on the top of your brake pedal when you hit down that just feels free. It just feels like it's not hitting anything because it's going through that moisture part. Before it hits the hydraulic fluid, it can't start compressing. Once you hit the fluid and you start hitting it harder, and it'll take more pressure as it gets old to make those pads push hard enough to where it'll stop the car. That's why it seems like they don't stop as good as they once did. 90% of the problem is not because the pads are worn out. 90% of the time it happens because the brake fluid is gone. It's no good anymore. That's where you get your power from. There's nothing mechanical that get it from the brake fluid, okay? That basically gives you the power to stop the car. In most cases, that's usually all that's wrong with the cars is the brake fluid is old. Have it flushed out, put new brake fluid in. You'd be amazed how much better the car will stop. Most places that do brake jobs do not change the brake fluid. They don't open up the brake lens. They push the calipers back, put the pads on, drop the caliper back over the, the rotor, pump the brakes a couple of times, make sure the pool is full. Well, the pool is going to be full because there's more in it than was needed because the brake caliper was farther down before with the old pads. Now the caliper is a lot tighter, so it makes more brake fluid go up to the top. But you can see at the bottom of the brake fluid, the top, either brake fluid, remember when you look at it in the bottle, it's clear. It's not a color. And there's no black crud at the bottom of it. So you can open up your master and take a look in there. If that fluid's not clear and there's something in the bottom of the filter, that sub is in all of your calipers that will affect the stopping pressure that you're getting from the hydraulic fluid. So that's something you want to do when you get a brake job. Make sure that they flush the system and make sure that if your rotors, your pedal's not vibrating when you hit it and the car's not squealing when you hit the brakes, it's not grinding, don't let them change the rotors because that's what they're going to try and sell you. Oh, they're only $50 a piece and an extra 200 bucks. Well, it's actually less work for them, but more money for the parts house. They're not making any money on that. They may be making a few bucks on the rotors, but they're trying to make any way they can because the labor's minimal on a basic brake job because all they're not doing, all they're doing is replacing pads, which in reality can change all four pads in a half hour. They're not going to charge you 50 bucks to do a brake job. There's no money in that for them. They're going to charge you more based on the old days of what it used to take to do a brake job. Those prices still exist. They haven't changed. If anything, they've gone up more only because of the material. The labor has gone way down. The amount of time you do a brake job is at a minimum now. It barely takes... A really bad mechanic can do a brake job take them 45 minutes. A basic brake job. That should all it would take them. Old days used to take about two to three hours. So their prices are still based on the old days. Because if they did a brake job, but really what amount of time they spent, you wouldn't be paying very much for it. And if that became common along across the field, there'd be a lot more shops that are closed down. So you're paying the survival. So that's what they're charging for. Be aware of that. Be able to adjust your prices with them based on that knowledge. Don't degrade them because they're not spending much time on them, but just watch what they're charging you for those extra parts you don't need. And make sure you get the brake pads that are the best for your car, not the factory. What do you want better than factory? You want to be able to lay your foot on that pedal and have just a fraction of your foot, that pad, pad, brake pad on that rotor caliper, slow the car down. You don't want to have to push on it hard. And if you push on a brake pedal hard and it feels squishy like a, like a hard rubber pillow, 
you've definitely got bad calcium. You got bad enough fluid in there because look how much harder you have to compress it to get the fluid to really activate. And that's all in changing your brake fluid. Even if you don't need pads at the point, if you go to place to check your brakes, oh your pads and brakes are still good for another twenty thousand, have your brake fluid flushed out, have it replaced. You will find you're going to get your original brake power back that you once had, which a lot of technicians are really not aware of. Those are things that they have to learn as time goes on. And right now, they're just being taught to R&R, as I said. And that's pretty much what's going on. There's no real effort into learning diagnostics anymore. Um, why diagnose something when you've got a big scanner you can plug into the car? It tells you, don't think anymore, Bob. Just read what I say. And Bob reads it, and he tells Jose what's wrong with it. And then Jose orders the part from the parts house, and they put the part on. And that cures the problem. Well, of course it does. But did he need to replace the part to cure that problem? Maybe that part could have been repaired or cleaned. Maybe it didn't need to be replaced. Maybe the part got a signal for something else, and that something else overrid what that part does. Well, now with that part being new, that signal is not going to be as strong anymore, so it won't turn on that light anymore for a while. Then the part that caused that to go on will eventually go bad. Now you're fixing two things for the price of one. See what I'm talking about when I say about you got to watch what you're being told in your car. you got to watch what's being done. you got to know what can be done. And that means asking people, talking around, asking. If you got any questions, you call us up here at 221-7283, and we'll give you answers to those questions. Um, there's no reason for you to pay a lot more money than what you need to pay to get quality work on your car. Remember, any time that you're given a price on something, that's what I would always tell the guy. If that doesn't, what you're telling me right now, I got no problem with the price. Maybe the price is okay, and I'm okay with it. If that doesn't fix my car, will you do whatever it takes to fix what's wrong with it for free after this point? If they tell you no, then you take your keys and you leave. You can guess what's wrong with your car just like they did. They're guessing what's wrong with your car, and you're not charging yourself anything. If they can't guarantee you their diagnostics and what's wrong with the car and tell you that's exactly what it is and that will make the car exactly how you want it, then why would you want them to work on your car? doesn't make any sense. doesn't make any sense at all. So you need to ask those questions before you go. And it doesn't mean that you have to be mean about it. It's just that you have to, right now, with the way the uh, uh, market is out there as far as mechanics, you really need to be kind of a little pickier and, and be choosier about who you're letting work on your car. Even if you got the money, it doesn't matter. you got to worry about it. You've got guys that are out there working on your car, and you're on the freeway at 75 miles an hour. And they leave something loose, or they don't do something, or they didn't know about it, and all of a sudden you have a major breakdown. Who do you blame it on? Of course, you're going to blame it on the part that was not their fault. It was the parts of the parts house. Parts house is not their fault. You're going to make a complaint. It goes forever. And a lot of times it's got to do with the mechanic. Didn't really know what he was doing. He did what he was told. Not his fault. Hands are up in the air. Off he goes, and away they go. And then you have another one of those empty buildings called the shop that's not existent anymore. And that's kind of what goes on with that. So you ask them. If they can't tell you, they'll guarantee it. And, and, and as well, these shops, that you, if you're using a shop on a regular basis, expect a free tow truck when you need one. That to be towed in if you get broken down. If they can't offer you that service, why do business with them? Why would you want to do business with someone that's taking care of your car if they say, well, to tow you in is going to cost you $75? Why? You're going to get to work. Why do you need to charge me to tow it in? They can't ever explain that. They're going to tow the car into the work in the shop. They're going to charge you a markup on the tow, which they didn't have anything to do with. And they could have supplied the tow themselves if they really want to work. If they want to be customer-friendly and they want to take care of their people, they're not looking just for a drive through then they would have towed the car and they wouldn't charge you for it. These are things that you should expect, not things that, that, that are common out there, 
But this is what you expect. This is how you find a proper shop that really does care about taking care of your car. Because if you ask them to tow it in, do you think they're going to make any kind of a mistake after they put out the money to tow it in on the repair of your car? Heck no. That makes sure that they're going to do it right. Because they know they're going to have to tow it in again. They don't want to do that. Once is enough, they're going to make sure that whatever's wrong with the car is fixed. But like I said, you make sure they explain to you what they're doing, why they're doing it, and let them let you know exactly what you're expecting to feel after they get done with what they tell you was wrong with the car. Okay? So keep those things in mind again. We're going to take another short break, and uh, we'll be right back. Adventure awaits you at Sun Buggy today, located directly across from Las Vegas Motor Speedway, with 15,000 acres of fun from door to door. Drivers must be 18 years of age or older and have a valid driver's license. For reservations, call 866-728-4443 today. Open daily from 6 a.m. to midnight. Sun Buggy appreciates you. Have an unforgettable experience with us today. Buckle up. Get ready. Here from KSHP 1400 AM radio, it's Ron Katz, also known as the Supertech. To help you understand the automotive world in today's terms, every week will be a new topic. 40 years experience in automotive repair and stock car racing. Call-ins are welcome here in Las Vegas, 702-221-7283. 6 p.m. Monday nights after the Shopping Channel. Welcome to the Nellis Dunes. I'm Malibu, and this is Sun Buggy Fun Run. 15,000 acres for you, the family, or friends to play on. For a half hour, an hour, an hour and a half, we've got two-seaters, four-seaters, six-seaters, nine-seaters, ATVs, whatever you need, we have it. Hey guys, welcome to the desert. We are the premier off-road adventure tour company anywhere in the world. We have over 150 seats available, so we can cater to couples, bachelor parties, all the way up to corporate events with uh, up to 1,000 people. And we offer tours to anywhere from mild uh, and scenic to wild and crazy. Our vehicles are built right here at our Vegas facility with certified U.S. steel, and their primary purpose is for you to have fun. Open 365 days a year. We run our Vegas Mini Baja Chase seven times a day, an all-inclusive experience, including your hotel shuttle and uh, the reservation line is 24 hours a day. If you'd like more details, go to sunbuggy.com or just pick up the phone and give us a ring. This right here, this is the dirtiest thing you can do in Vegas without getting in trouble when you go home. Buckle up, get ready. Here from KSHP 1400 AM radio, it's Ron Katz, also known as the Supertech, to help you understand the automotive world in today's terms Every week will be a new topic. 40 years experience in automotive repair and stock car racing. Call-ins are welcome here in Las Vegas, 702-221-7283. 6 p.m. Monday nights after the Shopping Channel. Supertech is back. Thank you, Stun Buggy, for your uh, promotional advertising there. It's fantastic. That place is magnificent. It's uh, someplace you never get enough of. You can't stop riding around in those dune buggies once you get in. That's the only problem with them. You want to keep on going to Wonderland. That's kind of where it puts your mind. Um, now, like I said before, we're going to go over some other things on the show tonight. Right now, I want to talk a little bit about gasoline. 
Everybody knows the price of gas now. It's up to $4 a gallon now on average for, for premium. It's getting crazy, and it's going to keep going up and up and up. So we need to get all the gas mileage we can out of our car. Um, if you've noticed, the traffic in the last two months has been crazy. There are less and less people that are uh, driving defensively, let me put it that way. They're driving more offensively on the road. So it's very important your car does run uh, as perfect as it can, as far as the brakes are concerned, the steering, and uh, efficiency of power. Sometimes, um, as I did in racing, I had to have enough quick action power that would react immediately to get me out of a bad position. Well, the same thing applies to when you're on the street. You need to have that quick, actionable power immediately to get you out of a dangerous position. Um, people sometimes just freak out and just hit their brakes and you become a, a, a target and you get nailed, and that doesn't do you any good. Yeah, maybe it's not your fault, but you still become part of that accident. And you know how that works on your insurance, and you know how that works on everything else. You get an accident on your record, it doesn't matter who caused it, you have an accident on your record. So you want to do everything you can to avoid an accident. That doesn't mean always just slamming on the brakes and coming to dead stop where you are. It puts you, makes you a, like a sudden uh, a target. How many people go through like the middle of a red light and when they see a car coming the other way, they don't go through it faster. They hit the brakes. It's just a normal reaction. Hit the brakes, I think I'll stick here longer so I can get hit. No, you should have hit the throttle harder so you get out of the ray and not cause an accident. You didn't do a proper thing by going in that red light, but you need to do something now to get out of the way of somebody that may be in the be part of an accident that, that you caused, but because your car didn't have the power, you weren't able to accelerate out. And it only takes a, a, a fraction of a second for that throttle response not to, to uh, be there for you to lose complete track of what's going on and be over with. So that's why, to me, it's very important that the car has to have an immediate throttle response. Now, I don't know if you remember, when you get into that brand new car, you had that instant throttle response. When you drove out the driveway with the dealer in the car, and you drove out right out the drive in the street and you give it the throttle and it kind of threw you back a little bit and the dealer kind of sat back a little bit and wow, this thing runs great. Whether it be a Kia, a Corvette, a Dodge, it doesn't make any difference. You have that immediate throttle response, which means as soon as you needed the power and requested the power, it was there. That's very important in throttle response. That's what they mean by it. You didn't have a half a second to wait for it. You didn't have time to think about what, when it's going to happen. You didn't have time for the car to come around and decide when it's going to happen. You needed it right then and there. That's why we're talking about throttle response and gasoline. Gasoline leaves behind a byproduct. Anything burnt, because basically when you got gasoline going into the engine, it doesn't burn like a, like a piece of paper. It's not like a flame. It turns into an explosion. The gasoline goes into the engine. The, the, the piston goes up and pressurizes it, which means it compresses it, smashes it down so much that at this point it becomes a, a, a vapor. And that vapor then gets a spark from that spark plug in there and explodes. And that's what the explosion is that pushes your piston back down to cause the other pistons to go back up. So you just had an explosion in your motor. Now, once that throttle was pushed and that fluid was sent into that cylinder, you're going to get more throttle, more fuel in that cylinder than normal. If you just give it a little throttle, it's going to be a little bit. So it's not going to increase the speed as much. You give it more throttle, you threw the more gasoline in the piston, it's going to increase the explosion to a larger, larger explosion. That requires efficiency. Okay. Efficiency means that you will burn all that extra fuel that went into that engine on top of that piston at that precise time so that you're going to get all the power out of that initial throttle response that you requested that you needed because of an emergency. Okay? I hope you're going on with me on this. This makes a difference. Now, on the top of that piston, over time, it develops a carbon layer like you have in your barbecue. Take all the charcoal out of your barbecue, you still got that carbon, that, that, that coal, 
that's in the dirt. And you could take and put lighter fluid on it and watch it. It would soak up into there. Throw a match and it won't light up because it's soaked into that carbon deposit that's inside your barbecue. So you put more lighter fluid on it. You light the fluid that's on the outside. That will slowly ignite the fluid inside and turns into a burn. One thing you don't want in your engine is a burn. Because a burn will give you problems. It eliminates the response. It means that that cylinder will be on fire when that squirt of fuel comes in the next one. And it's already burning as a liquid before it has time to compress and turn into a compression. Turn into a vapor to to compress. Give you the power. And that goes on repeatedly quickly. You don't notice it. But that's what's happening. So you're ending up with twice the burning time going on in that cylinder, which affects the gas launch performance. Now, to get that carbon deposit, which say the thickness of a piece of paper... That thickness equals one point of compression on the top of the piston. I'm sure everybody that's ever looked at an engine sees that black step on the top of the piston. That's the carbon. That's the leftover. You need to get that off of that. They have a chemical out there. Polyetheramine is the actual chemical name. By putting that in the gasoline, you can slowly dissolve all that stuff without causing any emissions, nothing. Because it's like little magnites, and they eat that carbon up and make it go away. They don't smoke. They just do it real slowly. Out comes the gas. Now, once all that carbon has gone off the piston, your system, based on the oxygen sensor, based on the um, throttle response valve, based on some other things, can pick up the fact, and also the cooling sensor, that that cylinder now is not burning as hot. It won't burn as hot because it's not burning as long. Remember? Not turned into a fire. Turned into just a quick little explosion. So the cylinder's not burning as long, so it's not creating as much stomach, much internal heat, like stomach heat, whatever you might call it. And without that heat, your coolant doesn't need to work as hard, your temperature stays down low. Yes, it affects your cooling system, but your cylinder's burning properly. That chemical in there will dissolve those little pieces bit by bit by bit by bit until it's eventually all gone. Now, when it's all gone, you want to have your computer revamped, reset. Because your computer has developed a memory of operating the pitch engine based on the way it was all this time it's been taking its reading through the oxygen sensor, through the gal converter, um, through different sensors in the motor and stuff. It's developed the memory of that. So you need to get rid of that memory and now give it the memory that's been built based on you driving it for the last couple hundred miles and cleaning the engine off. Now the engine's all clean, it doesn't need that old memory anymore. So get rid of that old memory, give it a new memory. All of a sudden now you've got an engine that will burn efficiently because it doesn't have the car deposit on it you got a memory in the computer system that now knows to go ahead and do certain things based on the original programming in the computer. It's not compensating something for smog. It's back to its original programming for, for performance. All this stuff doesn't take a whole lot to do, but does require a mechanic, a technician, that knows exactly how everything in your car operates. And it makes all the difference in the world. Okay? So these are something that's important for driving. It's important for gas mileage at $5 a gallon. You'll pick up at least 2 to 3 miles a gallon by doing that. But the main thing you're going to pick up more than anything else will be reaction. When you hit that throttle, it's going to react immediately. You'll be so much safer. When you have to get out of someone's way, that little half a second that it takes to just get past them, that's where you end up in the back of your car getting hit. That half a second will be enough time for you to get out of the way so your back in the car doesn't get hit. You'll have more control, more response, more. you'll be more comfortable because you know your car's going to do exactly what you want it to do. Now, these are all things that you need to keep up with on taking care of your car. Okay, keeping it alive now while this stuff's going on with lack of repair shops. Um, survival, cars that make it. The new ones are so expensive, you don't need it. Um, so take care of these things. Again, I want to thank um, Sun Buggy for their uh, 
promotion today on the show. And like I said, if you stick stick around with our, our shopping channel, you may hear some discounts going on that shopping channel. They might be able to put you in this, those, those uh, sun buggies at a really good rate. So don't lose on them. So I want to say now thank you to Rose and thank you to Jackie and uh, to all the true racers out there. Remember that gas pedal you got? It's not a flower pedal. It's a rail pedal. Now let's hit it and get out of here. Mm-hmm.